in the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. Welcome, everybody. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We are live, Phoenix, Arizona, Rebound Radio on Voice America Radio. Do not forget to check out voiceamerica.tv and the, on the Rebound channel. Uh, Matt's got a lot of great content on there. So if you are more of a watcher and not so much a listener, you have everything you need on the Rebound channel and on all of voiceamerica.tv. Maddie, it's hey. been an interesting week for both of us. How, how's your week going my so far? My week's going real good. I appreciate you touching in with me here. It's going to be a great finish of the week, the way I see it. I know I'm excited about some basketball tonight. And getting your loft uh, yeah. finished. Well, that's a, kind of a work in progress, as you can imagine. But I'm, I'm done having children, so uh, we don't need the extra bedroom. <laughs> but we go. do need another place to watch basketball. There you go. Matt, the two-man fish himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, it's been an interesting uh, conference final round. Uh, first round of the NBA playoffs 2016 was a joke. Yeah. Uh, sweeps, boring. The second round, the semifinals of the conference, was, was great basketball. Yeah, exciting. And then now the final round is, by the series uh, win-loss record, is great basketball. Mm-hmm. But it's the furthest from that if you're one or the other team uh, in these games. it's There's been blowouts upon blowouts. And we're talking blowouts like... Like 25 points, 27 points, 38 points last night. It's unwatchable basketball for one side of uh, one side of the matchup seemingly every other game because Cleveland looked like the best team to ever put on a jersey last night. Yep. And then when, when they were in Toronto, they looked, they, they looked awful. So I, I don't really understand how home court advantage can really have that 30-point sway. But uh, it has, and we'll touch on all that. We have a great guest, uh, Casey Shaw, is coming up in the second yep. segment. We're going to talk to him about the NBRPA. He's on the board of directors, and he uh, he's in charge of the 30 and under division for the National <laughs> Basketball Retired Players Association. And being a younger man himself, uh, I'm sure Matt will have a little ribbing for him. <laughs> and uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Mike D'Antoni getting the Houston job today. Right. Uh, and first, above all else, I want to commend the NCAA, which I don't do often, for the firing and the sanctions put against Baylor University. I know this is a basketball show, but sexual misconduct is a big deal, and the fact that big programs are still uh, reprimanded like all others if with bad things that happen uh, under their roof, so to speak, I will applaud the NCAA uh, for the firing of Art Bryles and, and reassigning of their president and uh, sanctioning put upon their, their uh, athletic director. Got played by the rules. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's talk about Rebound Magazine and the NBRPA. Okay. We do this every week as the first thing we talk about because that's what this show is all about. What's up and coming in the NBRPA uh, world? Okay, Maddie? yes. I need to get this out because registration is going to close June 1st. A registration for what? It's the National Basketball Retired Players Association 8th Annual Legends World Sports Conference. I know it's a mouthful, but it's certainly an annual conference that assists the players of professional basketball from days of playing until the days after. This year, July 17th and 18th, they'll be in Vegas. I will be there too, looking forward to it. We will probably do some live stuff from Vegas, I imagine. Certainly some TV show stuff we're going to gather at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. So looking forward to that. To give you an example what it's about, to give you kind of a heads up, it's a premier gathering of former professional basketball players. It's an annual retreat to learn, network, unite in community service. There are seminars uh, for the transition to life after basketball. It can include technology, broadcasting, uh, sports, uh, public speaking, health and wellness, uh, wealth management, entrepreneurial businesses, coaching, careers in sports, and career transition, continuing education, social media, philanthropic, fundraising, and more and more and more. What I know about it is it's a great opportunity to get together with friends, talk about the days of playing, and then you have some assistance in what you're going to do with what interests you? What do you want to get into? You know, and, and, and having those resources, uh, these services that are put in place are truly needed. Uh, these guys and girls are lost when the game is over. Uh, many of them thought they'd play forever. And uh, when they can't, they realize that now i got to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Because at the age of 30, 
you're old. So here we are now all trying to figure out what that is, and I'm not saying I know the answers, but I know that the NBRPA has helped me and continues to help those former uh, pro athletes. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Looking forward to it. So uh, what's give me that date? It is July 17th through the 19th at Mandalay Bay in Vegas, but you have to sign up by June 1st. So these are the members of the NBRPA, making sure I'm giving them guys a heads up to sign up. It's a great event. That's great. So that you'll get a microcosm of what the NBRPA does on a daily basis, whether it wasn't mad listed, plus the psychological, financial, all these aspects that will kind of ease the transition into uh, into quote unquote real life <laughs> after uh, after basketball's through. So the NBRPA is it's it, I'm I'm blown away every time we talk about it. It's a, a great thing, and it's not something that not everybody knows about. So this is why we're yeah. bringing awareness every time in the first <laughs> segment of the show. Well, it's interesting in the real world. No one really cares if he can you know dunk on somebody or shoot a free throw or you know if I get upset in a business deal, can I go out and set a really hard pick on someone? <laughs> well, I certainly would like to, but at the same time, you know, you can't do that. So you have to figure out how life goes without you know being on the court anymore, or not being able to jump over people, and so that that's part of the deal. It's part of life's part are growing older and with this help you know through the NBRPA you know and, and I know these I boys tried to help you know my fellow athlete I know this much I enjoy learning about my fellow athlete and that's really why rebound exists to not only help them but to learn about what their career is about and if we can assist in any way I certainly you know do that for my fellow athletes 888-346-9144 calls if you have any questions if you want to learn more about the NBRPA or just pick Matty Fish's brain on all things basketball. Uh, you can follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Like the Facebook page for Rebound Magazine. Uh, they're getting more and more followers every day. If you want to keep up to date with exactly what's going on with Rebound Magazine and the NBRPA, it's a one-stop shop there with there and Twitter. Let's talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma City is, for, if you're under a rock or you know, <laughs> somewhere for the last week or so, Oklahoma City is the best team in basketball right now. And it's interesting because, and the only reason I say that is because they're beating the best team in basketball. <laughs> so they're the heir apparent to, it's like killing the king. You're, you're the king if you kill the king, right? You it's are something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they're up 3-1, going back to Golden State. There has been talking about blowouts. This is uh, pretty much what, what we've been watching here. Yeah. The last three games have been blowouts. 27? Yep. 28? Mm-hmm. And a lot. Boring. 27, 28, 24, two of which, and Oklahoma City's won all these games, by the way. Oh, no, that's, I'm, not, I'm lying right to your face. Game three and game four with the two blowouts in Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City took the first game in, uh, in Golden State. Russell Westbrook is playing like a man possessed. Yeah. I think it was 36, 11, and 11. Man. Uh, uh, last game. It was. And he's, he looks like the best guy on the court. Man, I tell you, KD got 26 and 11 himself, but, man, Russell Westbrook went out there with 36. Triple double, eleven rebounds, eleven assists. Man possessed. You said it. Taking it to the rack, taking no guff, screaming at the roof like he ought to, because he's winning. Yeah, it's uh. And on the other side, you have Draymond Green, minus seventy three plus minus. <laughs> uh, and he had the he was he had the best plus minus in the NBA this year, over a thousand. So there's something amiss. Uh, this is something that Golden State has not felt. In the last two years, they, right. not not for a second. They were down two one in two series last year in the playoffs. One against Memphis. There's no way Memphis was going to beat them. And it's this is the first time there's really been a kind of a cloud over the sunny days that are in Northern California with basketball. Well, I tell you, they look like a fifth seed in the East. They simply got obliterated. It was embarrassing. Clay Thompson did show up. He came ready. But what about the rest of them? Is Steph Curry hurt? Get within four, blink, and they're down 20. You know, to me, it's just amazing. Can the crowd at Oracle Arena lift them up? <sighs> you better hope so. Uh, the Warriors look like a defeated team. You know, Draymond Green had six turnovers in one basket. The best thing could have happened to them is that he was suspended. Yeah, not really. You know, and, and maybe he should have uh, taken a, a back seat. But I thought he'd come out with the idea that, hey, man, I didn't mean to do what I did and, and take Adams out at the – quote-unquote knees, but at the same time, you know what? It would have been better off if Damon Green was sitting on the bench. Yeah, it's uh, not to toot my own horde toot, but uh, they are emotionally drained from the regular season. I said this on the first show here. 73-9 yeah. and nine takes its toll more than just physically because physically they're young, 
They sat out fourth quarters the whole season. So all these guys that take full games of rest, Steph sat out in the teens of fourth quarters, which is four games by itself. So uh, something is, as I said, amiss. I think a lot of it is mental. I think Steve Kerr is finally trying to figure out what it's like to be an NBA head coach and not trying to just roll the ball out because that's what he's done. Uh, There's been no – Steph Curry – Goes out at the end of the first quarter, comes back in with six minutes in the second. Starts the third quarter, mm. comes back in with six minutes in the, th- in the fourth. That's just what it is. Yeah. That's what it's been. Clay starts the second quarter. Draymond's kind of in the whole in, in the mix, uh, in and out. So this is really, this is the cloud that nobody ever saw coming. And that's it. I'm, I'm done talking about Golden State. Oklahoma City is playing ridiculous wow. basketball. And the last thing I'll say, and, and I did bring this up, but they did it in a more hybrid way than I thought. We both said that they had to wrinkle their offense if they were going to win games in Oklahoma City. Right. Okay, This was 1-1, and they got blown out, and they blew out. So it's 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 interesting coming down from down 27, or from losing 27 points in Game 2, coming back Game 3 and just blowing out bang-bang. I said that they needed to go big. Uh, Steven Adams and Serge Ibaka being on the court a little yeah. bit more, but they found their lineup with Serge Ibaka playing center. Steven Adams plays more minutes, but he's playing in the teens, low 20s. Serge Ibaka is playing like the Serge Ibaka we said he needed to be, playing defense, getting baskets around the basket, and not just being a, a, a you know a, an 18 or 30-foot uh, three-point shooter. Well, Ibaka got 17 points, and Adam had 11 points, but between the two of them, they each had seven rebounds apiece, 14 rebounds. I think that they're doing a pretty good tandem job. I think they're doing what they're supposed to do, and it shows up on the up on the scoreboard. Yeah, and they're they're so much longer than Golden State is. Because yeah. if you play small with Draymond Green as the center, we talked about this, having Serge Ibaka as your quote-unquote small center, yeah. and then Draymond Green is five inches shorter than him, or whatever, four inches shorter than him, playing as the small center, who doesn't really have that much athleticism. He's worked harder than everybody else in his life. That's why he is where he is now. You know, he's earned everything that, that has been given that, that he has, and the issue with Serge Ibaka is that he's just a beast. He's super He's tall, long. he's long, yeah. he's strong, he's got great touch around the basket, mm-hmm. he can still block shots that, again, has been absent from his game uh, this year, and especially in big games towards towards down the stretch at the end of the uh, end of the season. But what Golden State needs to do is, I don't know. They need to score more points in Oklahoma City. That's really what it is. Their defense is, no- is nothing. Sir, uh, Russell Westbrook, sir, uh, okay. Steph Curry is a defensive liability. He has been all year, but because he can score more than whoever is guarding him, that's his defense. Golden State's defense is the three-point shot. We talked about this last week. When that's not falling and you go down 10, 12 points, we have issues. And there have been issues upon issues upon issues, and this final issue could get them out in five games in the Western Conference Finals when everybody picked them to win the championship day one. Well, Golden State also got out-rebounded 56-40. to They looked lost. In my opinion, they looked lost. They didn't know what to do. Somebody lost their puppy. So they're running around trying to figure out what to do. And then you've got Steph playing like he was, which wasn't really conducive to what they're used to. Him running around, finding people wide open, giving them a shot that is going to be one that's nothing but money. And how it has been all year, and most recently it hasn't happened, they don't know what to do either. So, you know, they're searching. They're searching for their mojo, and I don't know if they're going to find it in time. Yeah, and I I agree. Uh, but then you tell me this. What? Well, what's up with the blowouts? I, why don't they play? How many games do they play? Say eighty-two. Won't they weed out the people who are really, really good, not so good? Those people that have fought and battled all the way down to the very end of the game, the winning close games, winning fifteen games by one or two points, and then we come in here to the playoffs, and it's just I can't figure it out. It's blowout after blowout. Well, okay, if you're winning at home only, it, a series doesn't start until the home team loses. That's the old adage. Okay, so the Toronto series hasn't begun yet because that's just what it is. So uh, we'll see what happens in Game 6. I think Cleveland closes that on Game 6. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I think with the Warriors, they are fumbling. They don't know what to do when they're losing. Mm. And what do great coaches do? What did Billy Donovan do, even though this is his first year? You adjust. Adjust. You make little adjustments. If I were Golden State tonight, I would start Anderson Varejao and Andrew Bogut. You don't need scoring from down low. So you put three guards out. You put Draymond, Steph, and and, uh, and, uh, Clay Thompson, and you start two big guys. And you play their game because you can. 
You don't need scoring from down low if you're Golden State. How does it help you if you start four guys in the center? One center who you're getting no points from. Anderson Vergeau is at least scrappy. He can play better defense than Andrew Bogut. He sets great picks, and he's a great pick-and-roll guy for a little slip screen or whatever for a dunk. Uh-huh. I think you need to implement the only person besides the team last year that has made it to the finals. He's been a perennial playoff contender. Anderson Vergeau has been. Yeah. I know he's old. I know he's always hurt. Let him play. Let him play. Do something different because if you don't, you're out in five games and everybody in Oracle Arena right now tonight will be crying blue tears after they go home in five games when everybody picked them to win the championship. <laughs> There's no doubt about uh, that. I like how you're mixing up the the roster. So you're saying starting a couple different players. Starting just, big guys. Yeah, just see, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Just see what happens. You know their scoring is going to happen soon after that. You know they're going to have to yank them big fellas in there, but it might throw them for a loop. Who knows? You know, but something's got to happen, and something's got to happen quick. Yep. And it's got to happen within the next few hours because here they come, baby. We're going we're gonna to play this game we're, we're, one way or another. It's going to be played. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We will talk Eastern Conference playoffs, I believe, in the third segment, depending on how long we can uh, keep Mr. Shaw on. Casey Shaw on the other side of the break. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish, once again. We will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. 888-346-9144. Follow Matt Fish on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow me. Oh. That's not right. Follow me, Alex Clancy, on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Matt Fish at Rebound Talk. We're talking Western Conference Finals right now. We were waiting uh, the call from Casey Shaw, who is a uh, is on the board of directors for the NBRPA. Mm-hmm. He is now heading the 30 and under division of the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Looking forward to that uh, to that call. Let's quickly talk about the East. And we'll and we'll touch on this a little later. Okay. A lot of blowouts. Uh, every game at home that Cleveland has played, the big three of Kyrie, Kevin, and LeBron have outscored the whole Toronto team in the first half. All of these games have been blowouts. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the more polarizing game because nobody expected Toronto to win a game after the two games we saw in Cleveland. Uh, you know what? We're going to talk about that a little later. We'll get Casey Shaw's input. We had now have him on the line. Casey, how's it going? How was the flight? Casey. We're trying to figure out if we can uh, get the connection for Casey. Um, so Golden State is a very interesting uh, a dynamic there, and Cleveland 
is it, it's been boring basketball. Like it's been highlight ridden, but just bad basketball for for the uh, away teams. Can you just give me something from a big man's Ooh. perspective? Give me something. You know, I tell you, I've been watching Cleveland come out here and watching LeBron James being the most efficient, you know, basketball player in the game right now. You know, he comes out and, and does what he does and, and, you know, and blows teams out. And then they turn right around and get blown out. So, to me, I'm still trying to figure out these blowouts. I, I don't get it. And for him to be able to play the way he's playing and, and, and Cleveland doing what they're doing and then to turn right around and lose like they did to Toronto, I, I just think that maybe it's we're going to take, hey, we're undefeated so far. Let's just take this game off. Let's just rest a bit. Come Who out. really does that? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, who, do, who should do that? It's the playoffs. No one should ever do that. Yeah, but, but, but I can't figure it out. And, again, I'm running around trying to figure out why there's so many blowouts. And, and, and I'm just thinking, ah, oh, it's a seven-game series. So we'll do without the five-game series, which we did many, many years ago. But seven-game series is a complete different thing. You know, uh, with the seven-game series, can you just rest on your laurels? I don't think ever. But is that what they did? Is that what Cleveland decided? Hey, man, there's no catching up. So let's just, yeah, take it easy. Okay, so last night they won by 40. <laughs> let's just, for those of you that, uh, that were sleeping all day yesterday, they won by 38 points. This game was never in doubt. Put it this way, they put up 116 points and only scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. So this is not... Something to be taken lightly if you're a Toronto fan. I believe that this will only go six games, two games longer than everybody thought. LeBron James, again, is... You can't look at the numbers with him. Yeah. Okay? You can look at the numbers with Russell Westbrook. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson's careers in the last two years are built on numbers alone in their their three-point ability. Okay? LeBron, when he's on the court, he demands the respect... I think more than Steph Curry and more than Russell Westbrook, just because he's bigger, stronger, and quicker. Yeah. Not as fast, but quicker than than those guys, especially for uh, for how big he is. How about durability? He's the most durable player in the okay. NBA, and, and that well, and Russell that well, says a lot. Yeah, and and so they do the 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 old thing, the old pop thing. You know, it's it we'll sit you when we need to sit you, just because you know you can get a, have some rest and. If you want to eat a burger before the game, you can do that. We're just going to let you sit on the bench. LeBron is hes more special than Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry. Hmm. And it's in a very different way. It's a little bit more understated now because he's out of the boisterous years of his career. Now it's winning time. And he's had the, the luxury of getting to many finals in a row, of winning championships. Yeah. You know, he's had a very... Uh, a very charmed life in basketball from when he was eight years old. Hasn't he? But, I mean, that does come with some losing, Mm. and it does come with a lot of uh, questions, you know, about the decision and all that stuff, where he did raise a couple million dollars to the Boys and Girls Foundation that people don't really think about. Uh, Going to Miami, not six, not seven, not eight, uh, all that stuff. But now... He's just a quiet assassin. Yes, he'll scream once in a while when he throws the ball down over Demari Carroll. Mm-hmm. When Demari Carroll was was a shook out of his shook out of his jock. Yeah, but he's playing a lot differently now because he's the older he's the elder statesman. I think we do have Casey Shaw back on the line. All right. Casey, are you there? Yes, I am here. Awesome. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> having some difficulties here with my phone, but uh, good to be here with you guys. Hey, Great. Casey. It, it's good. It's good to have you here, Casey Shaw. The he's on the board of directors yes. for the NBRPA. He just opened. They just started the thirty and under division yes. for him to run. Yeah. I'm going to let Matt take over. Yeah, Casey. I'm so glad you could join us today. I knew you were doing some traveling. I just appreciate you having out, having you out here on the show. You know, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I flew into Chicago. I was supposed to land at 4, but you know how that goes. Of course, we were delayed and, and, and all of that. But I'm just happy to be here with you guys. Uh, definitely a, a good time of year with the playoffs in full swing. Yeah. And uh, uh, lots of good stuff. So. Yeah, and we're, we're really excited on this, and we're sitting here trying to figure out all these blowouts. You got any input on that? Why are all these blowouts happening? It's, it is crazy, you know, you look at it, I mean, I was listening to you guys a little bit here uh, before before I came on, and, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, you know, the, the, the Cavs obviously last night uh, looked pretty dominant, and you think about um, uh, what the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. Thunder has, has done. I mean, um, and they're just, uh, it's, it's just incredibly impressive, and, and uh uh, the Warriors kind of, uh, you know, hit hit the wall that is uh, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, 
um, I, I think that series is is going to be over. It'll be interesting uh, how, how things shake out in this next game. Well, we may never get to the bottom of the blowouts. I, I can't figure it out, and maybe no one ever will be able to figure it out. But we were talking earlier about, hey, you have a given seven-game series. Now, that's a long series. You have an 82-game you know, season. Maybe that's a long season. But by the end, you'd think, if you're well enough, you're good enough to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, you shouldn't be blown out by 40. And I don't know what the answer is, and, and, and I don't know if anyone will ever be able to figure that out. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it makes for, uh, you know, kind of ugly basketball, too, uh, for the fans. Um, obviously, we don't want to see blowouts. Right. So, um, uh, you know, so hopefully we'll, you know, they can figure out what's going on and finish up uh, uh, the, both of these series with uh, with respectable games, I think. So. Well, we're talking with Casey Shaw. He's on the board of directors of the National Basketball Retired Players Association, having been played for the Philadelphia 76ers back in 98-99. Went on to play a nice career in Italy and Spain. And my first question to you is, what was your ultimate decision to leave the NBA and pursue a career overseas? You know, it, it was uh, at the time, um, I was drafted by Philadelphia mm-hmm. and uh, was, was with the team, but we were pretty, pretty loaded, especially in the front court. Had guys like Matt Geiger mm-hmm. and Theo Ratliff, uh, who was in his prime, and, and uh, um, let's see here, um, who else? Rick Mahorn was on that team. Oh, was he? Nazi Muhammad as okay. well. Yeah. We had Harvey Grant mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Tyrone Hill. Is it Tyrone? I think it was Tyrone. Um, and, uh, you know, so we were, we, we had a, had a pretty deep front court. And then also I played for Larry Brown, which, uh, did not like playing young guys. So <laughs> I didn't see the floor that much to stay in the league. So, yeah. Uh, which, which, which was great to be part of the team, but I wanted to play. And right. so I told my agent, I said, Hey, I'm going to go over to Italy and, um, uh, I'll play over there for a year and then I'll come back and, 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 and give the NBA another shot. Mm-hmm. So. Went over, I signed in Italy, and to be honest with you, um, was married, and my wife and I, we just, we fell in love with Italy. We lived, uh, signed with this team called Cantu, just north of Milan. Okay. I had an apartment that you walked out onto the balcony and, and looked at the Swiss Alps every day. Mm. Uh, lear- learned to enjoy red wine and pizza, <laughs> and, uh, and the fans were just incredible. It reminded me of college, and so, uh, Decided to uh, you know to resign and, and and make a life over there. We ended up uh, being in Italy for ten years and Spain for a couple, uh, so uh, twelve years overall. But I had my children over there. Um, I have four kids. Uh, most of them, uh, pretty much all four, speak Italian. We put them right in that, that Italian school and and uh, um, just embraced uh, life in Italy. It was it was it was wonderful and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Although. Uh, you know, looking back, I, I do uh, sometimes wonder if it would have been. Uh, you know, yeah, you, 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 you know, there's sometimes there's regrets of looking back and thinking, boy, should I give the NBA another shot? Right. But, uh, but still had a nice career in, in Italy. Oh man, a great career. We're, we're speaking with Casey Shaw, uh, board of directors at the NBRPA. Uh, the most important question I'm going to ask you today, and uh, Matt always smiles at that because it usually is food related. <laughs> um, what? How do you stay thin and fit in Italy? Playing for Italy, playing in Italy for ten years. I see those. I went to Italy during an exchange program when I was sixteen. The amount of prosciutto and uh, and cheese sandwich on ciabatta that I ate. I mean, it fits my five ten, one eighty five frame nicely. But I don't know how you play in the NBA and eat pizza and pasta all the time. Hey, I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. I mean, that, that's one of the things that kept me there. I'm, I am not going to lie. The food yeah. is unbelievable. You know, I thought before I went over there, I thought Italian food was Olive Garden. <laughs> and then you get over there, and uh, it, it, you know you're just uh, you just have an awakening um, to the food. But I will say this: as a player, you know you're burning, you know you're burning through thousands of calories a day. So so it's not as hard to keep it off. All that pasta and all those carbs, you know, with a three hour practice, it will take care of it. Now, if I'm over there right now, I probably weigh 300 pounds. Good thing I'm back in the states. So let's uh, let's jump back to what really matters. Tell me about what you're doing with the NBRPA, and I'm so intrigued because Matt just told me uh, uh, a little while ago that they opened the 1300 chapter, uh, the 1300 sector for you. 40. 
I'm sorry? It had to be 40 and under. They, they wanted a spot on the board of directors, someone to represent a younger squad because we're, you know, we have a bunch of older gentlemen there. And, and talk about a perfect person to fit that is, is Casey because he's, he brings so much to the table. Uh, but, but from what I understand, Casey, is you're now 40. Are you grandfathered in? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am. I am. I, I turned 40 this year, uh, but it was an under 40, uh, under 40 spot. Obviously, as, a, uh, as an association, we would love uh, to continue to, even, you know, to get younger. Um, and what I mean by that is um, there's a saying that we have, and Matt knows this well. He's probably used it before. But the minute you step on the floor in an, you know, in an NBA uniform, you are, in essence, a retired player. And so um, what we would love to do is bring these guys into the fold early in their careers in, in a, because um, the resources that we have and the benefits that we offer, um, they can be utilized by guys, uh, you know, not only in their obviously after their career, but even uh, somewhat uh, during their career. And we want them to realize that, you know, we have a brotherhood that, you're ne- that, you're never, that you never leave. This is a fraternity that you're always a part of. And when you stop playing... Um, there's a, a system of support uh, for you that you can take advantage of, continue to utilize. Um, what we see a lot, a lot of times is guys, um, you know, statistically when you retire from basketball, it's a hard transition. We see, you know, guys, um, the divorce rate's higher. It, it's just uh, there's more financial uh, difficulties. And so a lot of times when, when guys do finally get to the point where they come to the, uh, the Retired Players Association to be able to utilize some of the benefits of programming, uh, that we offer, um, uh, I don't want to say it's too late, but it's it's later in, in the stage, and so, uh, so we'd love for guys to be a part of it uh, right away. And so, um, and so that's why we've started this initiative to get a little bit younger. I'm excited about it because um, I've been able to serve on the uh, finance uh, committee right. uh, for the last couple of years, and uh, you know, getting the word out, and you know, just to some of the guys who are just newly um, retired. Um, is really exciting for me, and um, and so uh, so it's just a way to spread the word. We also had a position open up for uh, a, a former member of the Harlem Globetrotters. Yep. So those were the two spots on the board of directors that came up: the under forty and the uh, spot for the for the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, uh, both in an effort to um, uh, to uh, uh, you know drum up more uh, involvement and engagement uh, from the retired players association uh, from the retired players. Which, by the way, we are. I I think. Yesterday I heard, and Matt, maybe you can uh, uh, confirm this, but we're over 800 members. I think we're a, a close to 850 um, members now, which we is uh, which is all time uh, high for for us. We continue to grow. There's no doubt about it. I got to be honest. When I first came out of playing basketball, I didn't I didn't know of the NBRPA. So I spent a couple years. You know, am I really done playing? You know, I had to come to that realization. You know, I went through some stuff where like, what's next? Or maybe I'm not really done playing. And then I learned about the NBRPA, and that's a problem. I needed to know about the NBRPA during my playing days, and so that's really where you come in, and I know that you're making strides that way. We're working hard to make sure the current players, you said it earlier, will be former players, know about the NBRPA, know about the great things that we're doing to help you in a variety of different ways, and, and, and you touched on many of them, and I just can't thank you enough, uh, Casey, for coming in and sharing your knowledge, and you know, you're, you're uh, serving on the, the, the finances huge for us, too, because I know you have a financial background, and, 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 that's, and I just want to thank you for all your time. Hey, I'll tell you, it is a, it is a privilege uh, to be a part of it. I, I'll never forget a few years ago, um, I'd only been, well, it's been several years now. I'd only been retired from playing uh, for, for a year or so. And uh, I called one of my friends, Jim McElvain, who's a longtime member. And I remember, uh, you know, he answered the phone, and I, I heard a lot of stuff in the background. A lot of people having fun. And I said, I said Jim, I said, hey, you know, how you doing? Where, where are you at? Mm. He said, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm having a ball. I said, really? I said, what are you doing? Las Vegas? He said, I'm here with the retired players. And, and it was on that phone call. And he, I just remember him saying, you know what, I'm here with a group of guys. I'm listening to stories. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, not only our playing days, but what's happening in our families and our lives and the good things that we're doing in our communities. And he said, it's just, it's the best time. And uh, I just remember thinking, you know what, I got to be a part of that because that's, that's pretty special. And uh, it, is a, it is an incredible privilege to be part, uh, to be able to be called a retired 
you know, NBA player and be a part of the association. And, and so I'm, I'm just glad I get a chance to serve in any way. And Big Jim does the radio for uh, his alma mater, isn't that correct? He does. And, you know, if you get a chance, he's on the radio, but if you ever get a chance to see him in person, he wears these the, the most ugly uh, Marquette pants. <laughs> yeah, I've they're seen them. They're these checkered, ugly pants. And I'm oh, like, man. you know, he's seven foot one or something. Yep. So it's not like he, he can hide. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's... He's great. Yeah, he's still doing work with uh, you know with his alma mater and uh, and and doing doing really well up there. Yeah, I know Marquette likes having him on board, and and he also married a, a woman who who won a championship for North Carolina back in the day, and she stands at Gwendolyn stands at like six seven, doesn't she? Yeah, uh, she does. Actually, she's a little taller than that, I think. Golly. Uh, and uh, so uh, so I told him, I said, uh, you know, your guys' kids are going to have, uh, you know, I think that. Uh, well, you know, I'm coaching at Vanderbilt University. I'm yeah, I, w- I want to touch University. on that next. So, sure. so, I'm already, so I've already got them signed up. Like, hey, you guys, your kids are done. That's, they're they're, they're, they're going to be Commodores. So. <laughs> well, Casey, uh, uh, we, we have to go to break. We're up against it. Uh, we would like to bring you back for the next segment if you have some more time. Do you? Sure, absolutely. All right, great. Uh, Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, the Casey Shaw, the pizza and pasta-loving Casey Shaw <laughs> online. Um, uh, we're going to come right back. We're going to touch it. We're going to touch on Vanderbilt University, and we'll we'll tell you the tie between Casey and Vanderbilt, and why Anthony Davis is the most upset player in the NBA today. That and a lot more next on Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. we got a rapid fire through this last segment. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We have Casey Shaw on the line. We will talk uh, Vanderbilt basketball with yeah. him in just a moment. Anthony Davis misses out on $25 million because he does not win the NBA MVP. He is not a starter for the NBA All-Star Game, nor is he an all-NBA player on eight, either three of the teams. You miss out on 25, 25 mil, and you're supposed to be the heir apparent to the uh, to the best basketball player in the NBA. I know injuries hurt, but yeah. it hurts, and then it's $25 million hurts. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. LeBron James, 10th all-NBA, uh, first team uh, voting uh, in 13 years of existence in the NBA. That is double the other four guys combined that made it to the All-NBA first team this year. Shows LeBron James best player in basketball. Anyways, Casey, tell me about Vanderbilt and, uh, and tell me what, what, what you think about Nashville. Well, you know, Vanderbilt, is, it, it's, it's, an, it's an unbelievable opportunity that I'm really, really excited about. Um, you know, first of all, 
the head coach Bryce Drew uh, is uh, it, you know he's he was a d- dynamic young hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, obviously his success at Valparaiso, um, you know, is uh, uh, you know everybody knows about. Obviously, as a player, you know, he hit the shot ninety eight. Um, that has continued to be replayed in, in March Madness, yeah. and uh, and then he had success the last four or five years as a head coach at Valpo. But uh, you know, we looked at Vanderbilt, and I, and I talked to Bryce about it before uh, before he before he actually took the job. And and um, there's just so much to sell there. I just don't know of another institution where you can get a you know a Harvard education and that a degree is 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 you know. Really, really valuable, but at the same time, can call Kentucky your rival, and uh, so it, you know it's a really good blend um, because it's such a such a great academic institution, but you get to play in the SEC um, uh, that uh, makes it an unbelievable opportunity for us. Well, the, the head coach you have there, there's some sort of a, a, a tie-in with family, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, Bryce and I go all the way back when I was a freshman in college. Okay. Uh, my my college coach. I'm a freshman at Toledo. My college coach calls me and says, "Hey, there's we got a recruit coming in this weekend uh, that I'd like you to host and show around. You guys got you know you got a similar personality." And uh, that recruit ended up being Bryce Drew. Now I showed him on his visit. Little did I know that the only reason he came on a visit to Toledo was because his older sister was on the women's basketball team at Toledo. Ah. And uh, about a year later after that, Dana and I, his older sister, started to date. And uh, we were married in college. We've been married now. Um, it'll, be, it'll be 21 years this summer. Wow. And so uh, I've known Bryce a long time. We were actually drafted into the NBA at the same year because uh, I had registered at a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were drafted t- together in 98. He was the 16th pick uh, by the Houston Rockets, and I was the 37th by Philly. And, uh, and we've obviously been friends for a long, long, long time. Um, and, and, you know, I've talked to Bryce. When I, from, when I retired from playing, um, obviously coaching was always on the horizon and, and, and kind of, um, you know, kind of hanging out there. Uh, my wife's other older brother, Scott Drew, is the head coach of Baylor University. So a very, and her yeah. father, Homer Drew, was a legendary coach yep. uh, in his own right. Uh, and so, so, you know, I always thought about entering the family business, so to speak. <laughs> but, um but I took a few years to, to kind of get my feet under me. I wanted to spend more time with the family after uh, having played so many years. Um, so the last few years uh, was working in business here in Chicago. Yeah. I, uh, I did coach my boys. I had a chance to coach my sons in AEU, and I really enjoyed that. kind of started the bug in me a little bit to get back into coaching. And then I went through the NBA assistant coaching program uh, uh, last year okay. where I got a chance to go and coach at the Portsmouth Invitational, which is um, kind of a pre-draft camp for the best seniors in the country and uh, involved in the Chicago Combine as well. So that, that really kind of got a, kind of, kind of nurtured that again and, and kind of relit that fire for basketball. Um, that, and Matt, you probably know this. I mean, one of the things about basketball, once you're, once you're, you know, smitten with that game, it just never really leaves you. And so I'm real excited to get back on the floor and, uh, you know, uh, get back from behind, the, from behind the desk and dust off my whistle and uh, get a chance to work with the guys again. Well, the competitiveness never goes away. And if you can uh, put that out uh, on the – put a, a product out on the court that you're in charge of or that you, you know, you can say, hey, those are my boys. I'm the one who, 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 who worked, made sure they worked hard and, and they bought into the system. And I think that's what, you know, the two of you, you know, the head coach being your brother-in-law and yourself, what do you talk about over Thanksgiving? <laughs> I guess we'll know, won't we? <laughs> we'll have to right, wait. Right, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. I was always part of that conversation, anyways, because when you when you get together with the Drew family, you got Scott, yeah. who who obviously is a, is a very successful high level coach. You got Homer, who coached forever. You got uh, Bryce, who, who's you know done everything. And then you know, my wife actually was an All American player. Her her jersey is hanging in the Raptors at Toledo. Wow. People don't know this, but I actually married the most competitive. And, uh, you know, the best player of all the Drews. <laughs> well, I can tell that she's a go-getter. Getting to know your wife, too, is, has been a, a blessing for me. She's, she's so helpful, and, and she helped me you know, take a look at some opportunities after I did my six-month internship there in Chicago. And I got certainly a good feel for how nice your family is. And it's just an honor to, to know you and get to know you even better as time goes on. And I just want to congratulate you on all the wonderful things that have happened or are going to happen and will continue to happen. 
Thank you so much. And, and, and like I said, I, I'm really excited for this next phase in life and, and uh, excited to be part of Commodore Nation, be in the SEC, live in a city like Nashville that's, uh, um, you know, I, I want to give you guys, I've been working on my rec- recruiting pitch. Okay. I haven't recruited for a long time. Let's hear it. But, I, <laughs> but I read this week now, the last two years, Vanderbilt students have been rated the happiest students of any campus in the country. So, uh, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what what's all, you know, uh, what's all in that uh, statistic. But, uh, but I'm looking forward to getting down there and enjoying Nashville, getting some good food, good weather, and uh, getting a chance to be back out on the floor. But uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on today. How is that not University of Hawaii? The happiest people on the planet. I don't understand. I mean, anyways, uh, I have Nashville is one of my bucket list places, and I uh, hopefully um, you'll be out there when uh, when I come out in the next year, and uh, you can give me some tips. Absolutely. Hey, anybody come through Nashville? Come look us up. Oh, I'm gonna, but I'll probably see you up in Vegas first. So you're gonna be up there in about a month, right? That's right. Okay, yeah, we'll perfect. Be, we'll be there in July. Looking forward to perfect, it. Perfect. Casey, thanks. Right before we let you go, give me your uh, finals prediction. We'll let you cheat and get through the first two rounds. What do you think it's going to be and in how many games? Oh, boy. Well, you know, I mean, right now it's, it's hard to bet against the Cavs and OKC. Uh, but the way I, you know, uh, I'm first of all, I'm a Billy Donovan fan, and I, I, I love uh, – you know, Kevin Durant and, and just Russell Westbrook. Um, I heard a, a quote a couple of days ago. Allen Iverson uh, said that Russell Westbrook is the one player that reminds him the most of himself. I was teammates with Allen. I know how competitive he is and how much fire he plays with. And so, uh, so I got to go with OKC uh, uh, to, to, to finish it up here. We going seven? Uh, you know, I think they can get I think, oh boy, I think they're going to have to get it done in six, to be honest. Okay. Well, that's, that's, my, that's my call. I like it. <laughs> Russell Westbrook right. weighs 60 more pounds than Allen Iverson did. Hey, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that I, Allen, you know, picks him, but, uh, but I can see it. I see, I see the fire there. It's, it's something in their eyes. Uh, and uh, so uh, I think, he's, I think he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's playing with something to prove. Awesome. Casey, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Coach. All right, you guys. You guys have a good one. Take thanks, care. Thanks, Kincaid. So, right, so it, it, a couple interesting things there. Uh, when I, I alluded to LeBron having the ten all, all NBA teams um, in thirteen years, I granted he played longer than most of the guys that they got their first or second. But one thing that Oklahoma City went through that LeBron and Dwayne Wade never did in Miami because they're always compared. All these two big guys, you know, Dwayne Wade uh, or LeBron goes to Miami to be with Dwayne Wade. They were veterans at the time that, mm-hmm. that, they, that they linked up. They knew how to play NBA basketball at that point. These guys were babies. So they've been together for eight years, and now they're finally starting to get what the other person exactly wants and how you need to play in an effort to maximize the other player's abilities. And Russell Westbrook is learning. You know, it, it, Kevin Durant has always kind of deferred. Uh, he let the, uh, the results show, hey, maybe I should be getting the ball a little bit more. You know, I know he's a lot more vocal than we see in the media and whatnot. We know how vocal Russell Westbrook is. But they've played eight years together, and now it's time. Now it's time for them to understand each other, to trust the supporting cast. Granted, the supporting cast is a lot better than it has been in recent years, taking away James Harden because he was over for the world in the finals. Mm. But they were so young at that time that now they're actually... The, the first year where there's expectations is this year. Because yeah. this is Durant's gone or he stays. So it's funny how, how people react to that and how, how much better they're playing in the playoffs this year than they have in their whole entire careers well, up to this point. they got to get it done. I mean, they have to step up and get it done now because it's really starting to get into uh, what were you like as an NBA player. You know what I mean? And as time goes on and on, they want to be remi- remembered as winners champions, world champions, and as they go along, and I hadn't realized it's been eight years since they've been together. Wow. Well, it is time. Well, it is time. You know, and, and again, I, I just got to say to you, Casey, it's just such a pleasure to have you on here, and I just thank you so much for, for, for taking your time out and everything that, that you do, you know, for us and uh, continue to do. And, and I just, you know, Casey, I'm a big fan. So thanks again for coming on. So I just want to touch one more time on, on his time and, uh, and his knowledge that he shared with us today. Yeah, they, um, he, he's wealth of knowledge. God, isn't he? You know, I wish we had a four-hour show so we could uh, mm-hmm. 
so we could have him on for you know an hour or so. Uh, it's you know I'm thwarted because it's if they lose, say say Golden State comes back down down three one. Durant's still gone. Right? Yeah. Or is this or is this enough? Well, no. I believe we'll see him in a Lakers uniform. Yeah. Well, or he'll <laughs> sign Will. I think no, I think what will happen is they will this has earned Oklahoma City a one year deal for twenty mil, like the LeBron special, and then if they don't win next year, then him and Russ are both gone. Yeah. Okay. With with how things have shaped out, if they win the championship, and I know this is bias for my generation, because I know that in the seventy San Antonio, 67-win team. Uh, or 69-win team, 67-win team. Oklahoma City. I mean, uh, uh, Golden State, 73-win team. Yeah. LeBron. Those three going through and beating those three teams to win the NBA Finals, top 10 run ever? I mean, it's, it, that's a question that, you know, w- there's never going to be the right answer right. to. Okay, And look at the, what Jordan did going through the Eastern Conference when he was there. It was always Indiana and uh, not Indiana. It was always Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, Indiana, Indiana. the Knicks, yep. just constantly coming at him in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But what I do know, sixty-seven, seventy-three, LeBron. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn good. Like record if. good. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, but record good. If I they mean. win, if they if they beat them in five, if they win tonight yeah. by ten points or more, LeBron mm-hmm. signed. I mean, the, uh, Kevin Durant signed the extension tomorrow. That will be enough. You if they so? make it to the finals yeah. this year, that will be enough because their their supporting cast is so strong. So the finals for Toronto was the Eastern Conference Finals. They're done. Forget about them. But you're saying for Kevin Durant to come back, just make it to the finals. Make it to the finals. Okay. Yeah. And now, if they don't, catastrophic. So you're saying if they don't, catastrophic. He's, he's gone. Uh, if he don't, if if they don't, he'll sign a one year deal, okay. and then they have to win next year. Yeah. Or else, or else that's it. Boy, if, if you go up 3-1 against the best regular season team in NBA history and you lose, peace out. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah, I get, especially I with point. how they've won their games. Yeah. You know, they yes, two of them were at home. The last two were at home, obviously. But with the fervor and the angst that they're playing with and Russell Westbrook playing the way he's playing, yeah. if you don't win this series, out. 35 should be wearing another jersey because Oklahoma yeah. City is not fit to win a championship. Well, Oklahoma City is uh, really hoping that they get to keep him around there and really hope that they get to go ahead and go to the playoffs and the finals. And, you know, the, the finals are right in front of him. He's, he's, you know, you're saying just get there, but I'm saying you got to win. You know, you got to win a couple games there at least. I mean, finals is important, no doubt about it, and I see your point. You know, but to, to me, you know, if you can't grab something now, it might not ever be there again. So I know they're thinking to win it all this year, but at the same time, I do understand where you're coming from, that if they make the finals – that would certainly, you know, have him have all the reasons to come back. Next yeah, year. and uh, th- I'm not saying this is Jimmy Valvano's NC State. Nobody picked them to beat San Antonio. Nobody's picking them to beat Golden State. Nobody's going to pick them to beat all three teams if if Cleveland holds on. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have to head out. Ah. About a minute left. Uh, Matt Fish, this is one of our better shows. Well, it goes by so fast. I know. Like you said, I wish it had a little bit more time. I, I know. Wanted to, I wanted to get into the Kermit Washington thing. I know. Well, you know what? Oh that, I, don't th- I don't think that's going around. I don't <laughs> think that's going away anytime soon. No, I suppose not. So give me that date one more time for, for Mandalay Bay. That is July 17th through the 19th, but the, the members need to get signed up by the 1st, and we're only a few days away from the 1st of June, so that's going to be the time up in Mandalay. I want to thank Casey Shaw yep. for coming on, Maddie Fish, thank Alex you. Clancy in studio. We'll see you guys next week with another guest. Sounds Stay good. tuned. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.